Good evening and welcome to the Will Bradham Podcast. As always, I am your most gracious host, James Wilkes Bradham. Tonight's topic is going to be one that really we've kind of discussed before. My first episode was called The Ministry of Truth and the, you know what I saw to be the concerns around <laughs> this uh, idiotic idea by the uh, federal government, more particularly by the Biden administration, that what they were wanting to do was come out and silence anyone that had any dissent against the government or uh, essentially just propaganda, that you couldn't argue the propaganda. And that really would take us back to, I don't know, Nazi Germany, fascist Italy, um, maybe the Japanese Empire, maybe the, uh, you know, the, 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 the Russians all throughout the Cold War, uh, what North Korea does, uh, Cuba, I mean, you name it. You know, pick one of these dictator countries, and that's what we were staring down the barrel at with, you know, this new um, uh, federal governance board that was going to decide whether or not the things you said were true and if you argued against them, that they would go in here and silence you on social media. There's probably some people out there that say, okay, that's great because you say things on social media that I don't like. That's not, that's not our job. It's not to silence information. It's to look at the information that you're getting. If you don't agree with it, then the best way to combat that is, is in the arena of debate. Bring your facts and tell us why that's not correct. You don't need the federal government and these tech companies doing that for you. So we're going to talk a little bit about Nina Jankowitz. And I don't know if you've gotten a chance to look at this person. And I say person because I don't want to have my uh, political platform silenced. I don't have that many listeners. But, um, you know, I just want to make sure that <laughs> they're not going to DHS didn't fix to come over here and kick down my door. So Nina Jankowitz was the um, young lady that was uh, put in charge of the uh, disinformation or misinformation governance board, which the federal government decided to set up through the Department of Homeland Security. That's scary enough in itself that we have a federal armed agency that was going to be in charge of what could be said and what shouldn't be said. That bothers me. People with pistols and guns having the authority to tell you to hush. That's not right. And that should scare every single one of us because while the pendulum may be on the left side right now, it can just as easily swing to the right side tomorrow. I don't want that for anybody's side, regardless of what you're saying and how you're saying it. To have your information silenced your voice unheard. That's insane. But we did have a win for the, uh, <clears throat> I say for all of us, for the good guys. I don't know if y'all watch Russell Brand. Um, he's a comedian. Uh, probably, I think, Saving Sarah Marshall was um, uh, was one of the great movies he was in, uh, Getting to the Greek. Funny guy, British guy, but he has really hit the arena, kind of like a Joe Rogan where he just gets on there and spouts out truth. Irregardless of whose feelings it's going to hurt, he wants to tell the truth. And I, that, to me, that's the most important thing. 
don't shovel propaganda at us and don't squash what we're trying to say. Let us speak. Anyway, back to Nina. So, by the way, go look her up on YouTube. Um, she is extremely disturbing individual. Uh, not to mention that she was the head of this board. So, uh, Jankwitz, uh, she told the Wall Street Journal reporter Dustin Voles that the future of the disinformation governance board is uncertain and that she'll be returning to her work in the public sphere. Thank God she's going, I hate for whatever company she's going to go work for because, um, yikes, or the people that work there, ugh. But that just goes to show you we're one step in the right direction of where this just wasn't going to work out. Uh, I think 20 states came out and basically said, look, uh, we're already filing lawsuits against this. Um, you're not going to do this to our citizens in our states. I'm going to give you a hint as to how those states that filed those um, lawsuits, where they lean politically. I'll give you three guesses and the first two don't count. So, ongoing, the Disinformation Governance Board was announced on April 27th and its goal was to fight disinformation. Who in the hell decides what's disinformation? Because what we've looked at in the past is, um, I mean, what's disinformation nowadays? Vaccine hesitancy? I think we've had some reasons to be hesitant. I talked on it on my podcast with Michael Simmons the other day. Um, you know, the recall of 400 million uh, vaccines by Johnson & Johnson that had to be destroyed? What about the ones we didn't catch? Should we have been a little hesitant? Yeah. Sure. But we weren't allowed to do that. You were silenced on social media. Right? I mean, he and I put this out with talking about the Johnson Johnson vaccine, which the New York Times has come out and said, this is fact. This was a problem. This is a problem. New York Times now, not the bastion of uh, liberal thought and ideas. I mean, of conservative thought and ideas. Put this out. You know what they put on our tagline on when I posted it on uh, social media? Ah, tap here for more uh, COVID information. Make sure we're not having any COVID disinformation. Are you kidding me? Who all took the vaccine and has gotten COVID? Anyway, back to what I'm talking about. In an interview posted just two days before she was named as head of the Disinformation Governance Board, Jankovic commented on Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk proposed Twitter acquisition by tweeting, I shudder, quote, I shudder to think about it. Free speech absolutionists were taking over more platforms. What that would look like for the marginalized communities, I don't even know what in the hell that's supposed to mean, which are already shouldering disproportionate amounts of this abuse. I mean, does everything have to stem back to, God forbid, people get out here and tell people the truth or want people to hear the truth, and we've got to tie it back to race? I mean... Give me a break, man. I, you know, it's just, it's played out. You're using a term way too much for way too many things. And sometimes I just wonder if they even know what the definition of the damn word is. Just ridiculous. Give me a break. Um, you know, some of, some of Jankovic's 
Other post comments include her claiming that free speech versus censorship framing is a false dichotomy. So we're not allowed to, we can have free speech as long as we're just in complete and utter agreement with what the government doles out. Has the federal government ever lied to us about anything? I mean, seriously, do we, do we really even have to go into this? Are there still people out there that are mass denying things where the government has come out and told us something and now it's garbage? How many, how many decades and decades did they tell us that UFOs didn't exist? Now they are actually talking about it in the halls of Congress. UFOs. That's cra- To me, that's kind of crazy talk. But we're talking about it. But how many decades have they said, nope, 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 no evidence of this. No, that was a, you know, that was a solar flare or, you know, somebody shot a bottle rocket into space and went by one of our X-16 jets. Nothing to see here. That's a balloon, weather balloon. Now they're kind of coming out and admitting it. What all other things has the federal government lied to us about? I mean, I guess I'm one of those skeptics where if I had somebody from a federal agency tell me that the sky was blue, I'd poke my ass outside and see. Just out of pure skepticism. I know it's blue, but they say it is. I'll start second-guessing it just a tad. Just a touch. She goes on to say, saying verified users like her should be able to edit tweets to provide context and supporting UK government setting standards for acceptable speech. Again, do do I need someone on the outside that obviously has a bias and their bias is to tote the government line to get on here and say, well, you know, uh, this Twitter user did not agree with us. And while what they're saying may be true, we cannot allow that to happen on social media. So we're just going to go in here and squash every damn thing they say. I mean, we really have to start dialing this in a little bit. My, my biggest problem is, is that left, uh, you're, you're more traditional liberals who were more of the more along the lines of the people who stood with free speech. You are never going to squash free speech. Have been just idly sitting by with this one. Just not their battle. We're sitting this one out. You know, we agree with free speech everywhere else, but not in this particular sector because what was viewed as you've taken a you've taken a a, a political <clears throat> landscape look right now okay and so people that you would have viewed as centrist which is probably a majority of the country i'm right of center there's no doubt about it i mean i am you know extremely right on things like uh you know gun rights um uh, you know voter registration things where i believe everybody should vote in person and have an ID and have to present it when they show up. Um, but, you know, th- that, that, that would be considered like alt-right now that I think we should go by the constitution, what the constitution says. 
where I'm going with this is you look at people like an Elon Musk. If you had asked me, and it's pretty much come out this way now, that if you'd asked me a year ago where I thought Elon Musk stood on the political spectrum, I would have said, he's a hardcore lefty. He's left. Um, even a Joe Rogan, who I like and I admire, admire Joe Rogan a lot, um, but I, I would have never said conservative, not, not by any stretch of the imagination. A Jimmy Dore, no, no possible way is this guy conservative. A Russell Brand, who is an actor, no way is this guy conservative. They are being labeled as alt-right now. And the reason they're being labeled like that is because the left keeps moving the football further to the left. So, you know, picture a football field and you both start on the 50-yard line. The left keeps getting penalties from the center. They just keep getting penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty. I mean, they're backed up all the way into the end zone now. They're so far away from it, from a centrist uh, ideology. You know, you've got some you've got some proponents of the right that are you know a little alt right, uh, but you know, and I think people also want to they want to label alt right as racist, um, Nazi, Ku Klux Klan. I mean, you name it. I mean, the name calling is has gotten to be just ridiculous, and it's actually lost all of its potency, you know, where if you'd have heard the word Nazi 40 years ago, you would have been like, everybody would have been up in arms. What? Nazis. Now it's like you just say it. It's, it's, it's not even almost like a derogatory term when you're saying it to people because it's used so much. It's diluted. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, I don't think I've even would even know what a, a Nazi would, would, would be nowadays. Is that, is that like a term that people would even understand? And it's crazy that you're labeling fellow Americans just because they disagree with you. You're labeling them a extremist hate group. Wow. You know, I don't look at any of my friends that are liberal and label them as, you know, fascist communist all the time. I don't, I don't call them, you know, Maoist or Leninist. Uh, I just think that's stupid to do that. Those were genocidal maniacs. But, but we've got none of those terms now. But, you know, getting back on to this whole discussion about what Nina Jankowicz was going to be doing, my concern is they, they punted the football just a little bit. They squashed this just a little bit. Why? What's coming up? What's happening right now? What season are we in? We're in the primary election season. So not only are conservatives wanting to get better conservatives elected, more on your Make America Great Again platform, or now what Joe Biden and them spent a bunch of money to figure out, try to call something worse, Ultra MAGA. I think Ultra MAGA sounds awesome. Still, it sounds the other day. Sounds like Donald Trump with a on now. Ultra MAGA, and that was supposed to piss people off. Just like, I guess, Basket of Deplorables was supposed to piss people off back when Hillary Clinton ran, and we all see how that worked for her. So, you know, we, we're back to back to that. We're just, we're labeling. 
So they're, they're, they are grasping at straws right now. So it's almost like, let's try to find something to make conservatives look bad with ultra MAGA, but we've also got to shut the hell up about our extreme left agenda. You know, there are, there, there, there are certain things where the, the, the politics gets thrown out when you start doing it, messing with people's children, messing with people's livelihoods, watching inflation go through the, through the roof, uh, young mothers all over this country not being able to find baby formula for their infants. That's when the politics gets thrown out and they just start looking at the individual who's up there and just because they may have voted Democrat their entire life, they now see that there's a Democrat in power and the Democrats run both the House and the Senate and they are out for retribution on these people. So I firmly believe that they just said, you know what, this is going to make more sense. Let's just uh, let's squash the disinformation governance board and let's go try to find people some ba damn baby formula. How about that? You know, sorry that your baby's crying, but we've really got to work on uh, the structure of these tweets and what people are saying. I I'm sorry that, excuse me, ma'am, sir, I understand you're out here uh, running around to 25 different Walmarts trying to find some Similac, but uh, we've got bigger fish to fry in the form of um, this guy on Twitter said that he didn't trust the vaccines that came out of the emergent plant in Baltimore, Maryland, where they had to destroy 400 million uh, doses because it was all contaminated. Yes. No, we understand your baby's crying. And if you don't mind, can you hush your baby up for just five minutes so that we can tell you why we're out here combating disinformation? No, it's not disinformation that your child can't get formula right now. That's our fault because we're incompetent. Uh, but we're battling disinformation. You see how stupid that sounds? And from a political standpoint, that's going to hang them out to dry. The Democratic Party is going to have a very, very tough run this year. And with all the skepticism, again, through, quote unquote, their disinformation of what they're trying to tell us, that there was no election fraud. It's being proven every single day right now. Matter of fact, I read today where they're making actual arrest in Yuma, Arizona, arresting these uh, uh, ballot harvesting mules coming to a city and town near you. I promise you it's about to happen. So unless, you know, we don't catch all the traffic, uh, uh, all the uh, all the ballot and traffic <laughs> ballot and tra uh, ballot trafficking and ballot harvesting this go around. It should be a <clears throat> Republican conservative wave um, this year, really should be. And I hope it is. And, and I'm gonna say this because um, I've seen where the Republicans have had total control, and I've seen where the Democrats have had total control, and the Republicans are. Uh, a bunch of chicken shits. They talk a big game, and in the past, we've had control and, and uh, could do anything you wanted to do, and they didn't do it. Chicken shits. Same thing with the with the Democrats right now. They control, they, they, they have the ball, and they're doing nothing with it. Are they trying to come up with some of these ridiculous, insane things like the disinformation government's governance board? Yeah. That's stupid. 
that doesn't move the ball down the field. Go find people, you know, start doing some operation warp speed on baby formula. How about that? Let's not ramp up the, uh, you know, the vaccine that killed 0.2% of people. Let's, uh, let's worry about infants that need, need to eat. How about that? Let's worry about inflation. Let's worry about gas prices. Let's do those things right now and fix those things. And, and maybe they would, you know, maybe they won't get beat as bad in November. But the only difference is, I think if the Republicans win, it's going to be, you know, new boss just like the old boss. A bunch of talking, do nothing. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's that's really what I'm looking, looking at coming up. But it, it is a good thing that some of the things that we are seeing, individual states are fighting back against these federal government mandates and boards and these ideas that we all know are ridiculous, but for some reason, some of us don't want to admit it. That was insane. And I'm glad to see that it's, if not completely done, it's gotten held up for a little while. We've got bigger fish to fry right now. And I would remind all of you, you know, don't take your eye off the ball. We've still got Hunter Biden's laptop out there. How come we haven't heard any more about just Lane Maxwell's case? Why are we not talking about these things? Where's all the Pfizer? Where's all the data that the judge released on um, the vaccines that wasn't supposed to come out for 75 years? We have got to keep our eye on the ball of certain things right now. The Durham reports. Don't don't get don't get sidetracked. Yeah, this this you know information governance board is is a big one. That's a big one against the First Amendment. You're going to start hearing a lot against the Second Amendment again here real soon too. Those are the hot button topics for us, and it's election season. Don't take your eye off the ball on these other things because those things will actually move a needle if we can start putting some people in jail. That's what needs to happen. Bad people who do bad things need to go to bad places. So, y'all, it's 22 minutes in. I'm going to wrap it up a little early tonight because I am super seepy. So, um, again, thank you all so much. I've been monitoring how many times people have been coming on the podcast and, and, uh, and you know, reviewing it, uh, subscribing. We're also on Apple now, so check us out on Apple Podcast. And also go on there and check out mine and Michael Simmons' uh, new podcast that we'll be airing probably about once a week. Uh, we, we dive into a little more content. It's fun having somebody else on there to bounce some ideas off of, but uh, it's called uh, Reasonably Right with Will and Mike. It's available on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, so come check it out. We'd love to have you. Again, I'm Will Bradham, signing off. <laughs>